This is a movie review episode of the podcast, Minneapolis Sounds. Rachel and Peter talk about the movie Jaws by Steven Spielberg. Grab the popcorn, human. Okay, let's go. Hello. Hello. Are you driving still? No. I am in a Culver's parking lot. (laughs) You're just going to chill out there? For a minute. Have a snack. I'm starting to get too hungry, and I need to eat a thing before I go back out on the road. So I realized I didn't have dinner. Because you're driving Uber and Lyft? Is that the deal? Um, Well, tonight I was just doing Lyft. Oh, okay. Um, And then I think after my stack, I might just head home. I was going to drive more tonight, but I'm going to try for the morning commute instead. We'll see how well I can get my butt out of bed early enough to do that. Oh, okay. I'm trying to turn the volume up a little bit, but it is not. Oh, there we go. Keep talking. Okay. Keep talking. Um, well, I took a lift for a while today, and it was, there we go. I don't know, really boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you watched Jaws, right? I did. That was not boring. Um, so I was hanging out with a friend of mine yesterday, and we were trying to find a movie to watch, just like scrolling through Netflix, and... He kind of joked. He's like, well, we could always watch Jaws. I was like, oh, I've never seen that. And he's like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, uh, it's one of those things that's always kind of been on my list, but, like, I just never got around to it. Yeah. Um, plus, like, when I was younger, I didn't know how scary it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. And when I was, uh, like, I'm much better with intense movies now, but there was a time when I was, like, really, really bad with yeah. any kind of, like, jump scare or tension or whatever. Right. <laughs> in, in fact, um, my mom is also really bad with really tense movies, and we eventually realized that she and I would almost always fight after we watched something really intense on TV. <laughs> <laughs> what, which alien movie did I make you watch with me? The first one? Um, yes. Yeah, it's so good, right? It was really good. It was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, um, all right, so you're in your 30s. You've never seen Jaws and you just watched it. Yes. So the plot for Jaws, I, like, by the way, I have to confess it's either I have never seen that movie all the way through or... I watched it all the way when I was a kid and I don't remember in detail everything on it. Um, but I did watch the first half of it recently. Okay. So I remember enough about it. Yeah. So the plot is there's this fake town called Amity Island, which is Martha's Vineyard basically. Right. And then a girl gets killed there and there's a big mechanic or there's a there's a, a there's a shark out there that's killing people but mm-hmm. 
um, Roy Scheider, who is Sheriff Brody, is like, oh, we need to close the beaches. The mayor's like, no, we can't close the beaches because because uh, it'll affect the tourism too much. And then um, some fishermen catch like a big old tiger shark and they say, oh, we got it. But then Richard Dreyfus comes in and he's like, no, that, that can't be it. And uh, then there's a shark, uh, a shark chase, and they kill the shark by blowing up a scuba tank in its mouth. Is that right? Something yep. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it sounds so crappy on the Bluetooth, though. Okay. There we go. Oh, I know. There, there I, it wasn't on purpose. Like my face literally just turned the Bluetooth on. Ah, uh, your face did it. Um, and, um, score was by John Williams mm-hmm. and it's sort of cited as the, as the like first blockbuster summer movie that like set the pace for everything else. It was the highest mm-hmm. grossing movie of all time before Star Wars conquered that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like. The uh, yeah, pretty much any summer blockbuster has been like trying to follow the Jaws formula. All mm-hmm. right, did I um, pretty much sum one, it up? Yeah, one quick addition. So, um, once they realize that, oh no, that's not the real shark. Um, there's like some more attacks, and everyone's like, oh my god, we for sure have to shut the beach down now. Um, mm-hmm. And there's this old fisherman who yeah yeah i remember that guy quint who uh he's like he's a, he's this like old grizzled veteran who has just like a bajillion shark bones in his house yeah. um and uh it's his it's his boat that they take out and so he keeps calling the shots and richard dreyfus doesn't really like that and brody doesn't know what the fuck he's doing because he hates the water and he hates all of this just all the time Mhm. Um. And then things get real intense. They get real intense out on that boat, and then they kill a shark by blowing up an oxygen tank in its mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and the shark. Uh, spoiler: the shark eats Quint. Oh, it does. Yeah. I forgot about that. Forgot. Yeah. Like right after Quint finishes talking about how, right after they drop the bomb. Uh, he and his um, the other people on that mission it was like this super secret mission so like nobody knew where they were um, got stranded in the water and there were a thousand men and by the time they were rescued it was down to like 300 some because the sharks were eating them off so he has this like deeply personal vendetta against sharks okay <laughs> so He's like the Ahab character. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he's like a little, like, he's snapped clearly at some point. Yeah. Um, um, what I, what I really liked about, uh, this movie and like what they do a lot in seventies movies is they do this dialogue where, important things are being discussed, but everybody's talking all at once. Mm 
It's like this naturalistic dialogue that happens. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that in the movie where it's like people are kind of shouting in the thing and like Roy Scheider's trying to be heard over like this mass of people and like somebody's saying something and he's like, wait, blah, 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 blah. I mean, eventually it gets to exposition too. It's not just all like that, but I really right. liked that, that sort of feeling. Did you notice that when you were watching it? Um, I guess it wasn't something I particularly recognized as a oh, thing. Okay. Um, yeah. But I see what you mean. Like, um, there's like this town meeting or whatever. Yeah. That's part of it. Or like on the shore. Um, yeah. When, they're when on everyone's the like shore. on the beach and freaking out. Yeah. Or, or when they're, when they're looking at the, uh, the tiger shark, everybody's sort of like, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah. And, and then like, it's, and it's like, uh, it's not the shark, you guys. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, um Yeah, go ahead. Oh, um, I really enjoyed, um, there's a scene where, like, they're comparing scars. It's the scene that leads up to Quint talking about his time in the Navy, in the whatever he was in. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was... um, it sort of highlighted something that put this movie apart is that 70, 70s movies have um, can be kind of known for certain kinds of pacing and um, dialogue. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this was, again, it was that really naturalistic approach where it's like these guys who are drinking and are just delightedly showing each other their scars. Just mm-hmm. getting, like, the biggest kick out of out of showing each other's scars. And it yeah. was, um, and then it, like, immediately transitions into this, like, really kind of intense, dark moment where Quint, who is kind of amazing in this scene, uh, talks about, like, this harrowing tale of being surrounded by sharks they were just like frenzied and picking off his friends one by one. Right. Um, uh, did, was it, did you feel like it was dated? Like, were you, were you giving it um, benefit of the doubt because like, Oh, it's 1975. Um, at first, at first I was because, um, you know, it's the beach scene and blah, 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 whatever, but um, it, it quickly changed. Like, what I found really amazing about the movie is that, like, I know the plot. I even knew how it ended because um, it's been, it's so much part of um, pop culture and it's been parodied so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the music. I know the basic premise. I know how the shark dies. Um, and I was still incredibly invested through the whole thing. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. And the moment that caught me is when so I'm like, eh, da, da, shark attack, shark attack, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then there's this moment where this kid has been like chomped out in the water on a raft. 
and like everybody's rushing back in there's this like huge group of kids that have been out in the water and they come back in and this one mom like gets up and she's looking for her kid oh, i then, remember that yeah yeah and then like half of half of the float floating thing the raft like comes up on shore and like this like swath of blood <laughs> yeah and she yeah. wasn't like she wasn't like shrieking it was that like quiet terror when she's like realizing what has happened to her kid yeah. i think she starts crying and she might start like screaming at some point or yelling but i don't know it just very clearly her just like standing up and very slowly like it can't possibly be true my kid has to be here of course my kid is here and then, like, her movements start to get just a little more frantic and a little more panicked. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this I was... Isn't, this isn't just, like, an action movie. <laughs> yeah. I was really surprised when they killed that kid when I watched it recently. Because I, I just figured it was like, oh, well, they killed that first person and, like, this kid's not going to die. You know, right. like, it, it's they're trying to pull the rug out. But nope, mm-hmm. that kid was dead. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then crazy. And then later, um, when they're talking about like cutting the shark open to see what it the one that they did catch, they talk about cutting it open to see what it ate, because they have slow digestive systems. Mhm. And like at that moment, the mother comes up and she's like clearly in like, morning clothes. It must have been, like, the kid's funeral or something that day. And she comes up and she slaps the sheriff in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was real And good. Yeah. So I had... I just found it really interesting that they played the sheriff because I feel like now the sheriff would have been a little pushier. And we'd be like, no, you don't understand. Yeah, you know, well, more aggressive right. with the the mayor. Yeah, right. Because I think because if if somebody if they made this movie today, like I feel like every movie that's like this is referencing Jaws. So everybody plays like a heightened version of one of the characters in Jaws when they do movies like this. Like, no, you don't. Not, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like, oh, let me convince you of this thing. But what they're Whereas, doing like, is, like, playing yeah. Roy Scheider, playing this sheriff, or they're playing, like, the Roy Scheider and uh, Richard Dreyfuss characters combined, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. But, like, the sheriff was like, hey, we should do this thing, but just sort of stayed quietly nervous about it. Yeah. They – they um, apparently, like, Steven Spielberg – didn't want um didn't want like a super tough guy in that role. I don't know if that's because in the book it was like that. I I don't know. But mm-hmm. um but he said he was nervous about about um casting Roy Scheider in that role because one of the re- more recent movies that he had done previous to Jaws was uh The French Connection. Did you ever see that? Okay. No. Oh man super that's a super super good cop movie from the 70s um but he played like this tough guy there and he didn't 
Steven Spielberg specifically didn't want like a tough guy in that role. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I, I think it really worked because because then like all three characters who were like out on the boat for the majority of the movie were such different people. Mm-hmm. Like Quint was this real like strong personality. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character is really driven. And then you have Brody, uh, who's just like, we just got to get the shark, man. Like, we just got to get the shark before it eats kids. Mm-hmm. But doesn't have any expertise to push forward with it other than, hey, I'm the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, I found really impressive that that Jaws theme is so good. I've heard that my whole life. And at the beginning of the movie, when I first heard it, my brain was preparing for humor. Um, Ah, that's funny. Because I've only seen it in parody. Um, But it didn't take long in the movie before that changed until that theme became as intense as it should be in that movie. And I like jumped out of my skin every single time the shark was like suddenly in view. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my friend kept laughing at me a little bit. Cause I'd be like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, I would just, I would yell every time did, the shark was did there. The shark, did the shark look realistic? It was realistic enough because sharks look kind of weird anyway. Yeah, that's true. The, apparently, like, go ahead. Oh, just uh, like they've got kind of weird rubber skin. They look mm-hmm. like outside of water. Sharks don't look like real things. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And you never, you only ever really saw parts of the shark. Right. Um. I think there was one scene where it was a little more clear that it was a prop, like when it was bashing its face on the on the metal cage, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it was still close enough. Um, because you still have that idea, like, whoa, this, what would I do if a shark was bashing on the cage? Plus, sharks do have those, like, dead eyes. Yeah. And so I think it makes it a lot easier to make a prop of it because they have those like dead creepy eyes. I wonder uh, I uh, I think I'm just I'm reading the 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 Wikipedia page. I think um the footage that you're talking about where the shark was banging into the cage. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I think that was an actual shark because they 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 have um they had footage uh short yeah because they had foot they they were trying to get some footage of an actual shark and while they were trying to get that footage um a great white 
shark attacked the boat and the cage. <laughs> okay. So, so <laughs> like, it, it actually <laughs> happened. And then, so the part where I'm like, you know what, the shark is fake. <laughs> they had to rewrite some things to uh, in the script to uh, to accommodate that that footage. But Steven Spielberg, like they like a secondary unit filmed that footage in um, in Australia, and then Spielberg oh, okay. was like, Spielberg was like, oh man, we gotta we gotta do some rewrites. We need that in we need that in here. And apparently they used like a short actor and a tiny cage to make the to make the shark look huge. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> so the, the like... and what's that? So the part where I was like, clearly, this is a fake shark, was the part where it was a real shark. <laughs> <laughs> and they and and so apparently and, and they made three um, prop sharks that they nicknamed Bruce after Spielberg's <laughs> lawyer. Oh, funny. And one was a was a sled shark with full body, but the belly was missing, so that they could tow it behind things. Mm-hmm. And then the two, they called them platform sharks. They had the left side and the right side removed of them, so mm-hmm. so that they could like control them with all the all the stuff on whatever side wasn't being filmed. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. I guess the I guess the like at the very end where the shark was like more out of the water and was like coming up kind of onto the boat had the thing in its mouth. Mm-hmm. It read as a little more fake, but by then I didn't care. Yeah, because I was like, "I holy shit, this is really intense. This is actually scary." <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Um, have you have you ever been to Universal Studios in Florida? No. So there was a there was a Jaws ride. In um, in Universal Studios, mm-hmm. and um, like you know, I used to live in Florida, and I lived in Florida as a kid, and so we went to Universal Studios a lot, and we went to Disney World a lot. So I've ridden that Jaws ride probably at least ten times, if not more. Mm-hmm. And um, the <laughs> I mean the the shark on the ride is really really fake looking but mm-hmm. it's scary because it comes so close to the boat which is on like a track you know mm-hmm. uh and the sca- one of the scary things is like there's explosions on the ride and you can like feel i remember just when i was a kid the scary thing was was i could like feel the heat from the explosions on my face mm. it's like oh god it's scary and then um I remember too the evolution of that ride when I was a kid it was like I'm your you know the, there's whatever 30 or 50 people or however many people are on one of those like pontoon boat things and they're like giving us a tour of Amity Island you know mm-hmm. um and like that's the premise of the ride so there's boats on like tracks that are just like being like tugged along <laughs> And then, like, your tour guide is like, oh, my God, what? Oh, what's happening? You know, but, like, before that, he's, like, 
describing Amity Island and doing it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, then one of the last times I went there and went on the Jaws ride, it's like, it's like at that point they realized like people aren't, people have been on this ride so many times they just gave up like trying to be serious about it. So it was just like almost 100% humor. It was like mm-hmm. meta commentary on the ride itself. <laughs> like, well, here we go. I wonder what's going to happen. Um, yeah. I, um, it's interesting that like, I mean, up until that point, you know, until they switched to humor, it's interesting that people were still scared by it. Like, even if it's obviously fake, I think sharks it, are so universally was... terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that like even clearly fake sharks are still super scary. Right. And, and I think it's like when I was on the ride, I think part of it was like, Oh God, that's a real, like, I think there's, an initial moment where you're like, oh, God, that's a real shark. And then there's an another, the other terrifying thing is like, wait, I know it's not real. Is it going to crash into the boat, though? That's really close. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the, the, what was that, two? Then, like, the third terrifying thing, like I said, is like, oh, my God, that explosion's really close to this boat. Do they know mm-hmm. what they're doing? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, uh, so and, after oh 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 go ahead oh wait wait one more thing about the about the ride yeah. what's weird about that ride is that Universal Studios in Florida didn't open until 1990 and Jaws was one of the rides that they had in Universal Studios Jaws came out in 1975 so 15 years later they're like we need a Jaws ride <laughs> I mean clearly Isn't that weird. Just, I kind of get it. It's weird. Kinda I mean, it, 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 like, it it was a universal property at that point, so I guess they had to, like, milk what they had. So. Yeah. And it's such an iconic yeah. movie. Like, it makes, yeah. it makes sense. Um, right. So, apparently, uh, Mythbusters examined whether or not um, shooting an oxygen tank in the mouth of a shark would kill it. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, so they made this, like, giant prop shark, and they put an oxygen tank in its mouth, and then they shot the tank, and it didn't explode like that, but it did just, like, barrel straight through the shark. So it would have killed it. It would have just, like, ripped out all of its insides, but it wouldn't have been as, like, dramatic in a cinematic way. Oh. Well, that's good. At least, it, you know, it would have killed it. Right. And then they're like, well, maybe it was, like, the angle that they hit it. Maybe if it hit it at an angle, like, the way it sparked would be different. And so they kind of wedged it, like, kind of sideways in the prop shark's mouth. And that time when they hit it, again, it didn't explode, but it did spiral through the shark. Like, it spun it, and then it just, like, buzzed through the shark and just sort of obliterated it, which I think would have looked amazing. (laughs) Right. But, but they probably, like, the budget that they had back then. Yeah. Because Steven Spielberg wasn't really a known quantity at that point. Right. Because he, yeah, he, like, he had done the Duel and Sugarland Express at that point. 
Mm-hmm. Which I, I've sure. seen the duel, but I've never seen Sugar, Sugarland Express. I don't think I've seen either. Um, but yeah, so an explosion like much more clearly reads they shot the oxygen tank, it blew up, and it's much easier to do exploding than control a spinning oxygen tank through a prop shark. <laughs> right, and and somehow film that and let the audience understand what's happening. Right. Yeah. Great. And then, oh, um, and then they, to, like, try to simulate the explosion, then they put, like, a thing of C4 on the oxygen tank and then shot it. And then it, like, Whoa. It, it completely exploded and, like, vaporized the prop shark. <laughs> So is this where you found out the ending to Jaws? Is that why you knew the ending? Because you saw it on Mythbusters? No, I just, I don't know where I picked it up. Just somewhere. Oh, okay. Like, I remember knowing the ending since, I don't know, like middle school or high school. Oh, okay. Because I don't, until until you and I talked, I don't think I remembered how, like, I knew the shark died, but I did not remember how at all. I wonder, I bet, I wonder if the ending was like on TV or something at some time, like on TVS. I just caught oh, okay. it or is that or my dad told me about it? One of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to go watch it. I want to I watch it again to see the part that I didn't watch. I think it was probably a couple months ago that I, that I put it on. Like, oh, it's on uh, whatever it's on, Amazon Prime or Netflix at this point. Netflix, yeah. Um, yeah. The movie it made me want to watch, seeing like 1970s Richard Dreyfus, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, yeah. So that might be. That. Yeah, I want to watch that again. That might be the next in. Um, I'm just looking up to see. I think that I think that might be Spielberg's movie directly following this. Oh, okay. Because once he once he directed Richard Dreyfus in um where's where his because uh, once he directed Richard Dreyfus in Jaws, then he started using him in in everything. Yeah, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is right comes right after. Sure. Jaws was Jaws was seventy five and Close Encounters was seventy seven. Okay. I like that movie a yeah. lot. Yeah, and I don't know if this is accurate, but like this article is quoting Steven Spielberg as saying he viewed Richard Dreyfus as his like as his like uh surrogate, as his like stand in. So when you see Richard Dreyfus on screen Spielberg is thinking, that's me. Like, so. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to find the exact wording. I don't remember where it is. Something like that. Yeah, we should watch, uh, should watch Close Encounters. I'd be down for that. Yeah, that'd be good. (laughs) Just just go through, like, Richard Dreyfuss' IMDb page. (laughs) Oh man, I bet there's some terrible movies on there. 
I bet there really is. I'm trying to think of what else. Oh gosh. I mean, he's been in uh, he's been in so much stuff. Yeah, I mean, what about Bob is good? I'd watch mm-hmm. that. Uh, he was, he's briefly in Postcards from the Edge, which is one of my favorite movies. I've never seen that. Isn't that really, the one written I've, by that's written by um Carrie Fisher? Yep. Yep, with uh, Meryl Streep. He was in Rich Drivers of the Valley of the Dolls, Graduate, The Young Runaways, American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's right, because the reason he was in Jaws is because uh, George Lucas directed um, Richard Dreyfuss in American Graffiti and then recommended Richard Dreyfuss to Steven Spielberg for Jaws. Oh, okay. Dillinger, The Apprenticeship of Duddy Kravitz, which they mentioned in that Jaws article as him, he was worried that his performance in that was going to be terrible, but then it turned out like everybody started giving him rave reviews about it. Huh. Uh, Close Encounters. Uh, Stand By Me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember him in Stand By Me. Tin Man. What about Bob? Lost in Yonkers. Never watched that. Uh, oh, I remember Another Stakeout. Yeah. American President. Oh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Gosh, what a sappy, sappy movie that was. Whoa. <laughs> I really liked it back in the day. I I think I did too, but then I watched it again and it was just like, <laughs> I can't handle yep. this. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. He's been in, oh, Piranha 3D. Yeah, he starts to go oh, down God. a little bit. <laughs> Cool. Well, all right. I guess I'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good. Good movie talk. Good movie talk. Wait. Oh, you know what? What? Yeah. What? I like talking about good movies way better than talking about bad movies. So hopefully Austin (laughs) doesn't listen to this because I have watched two out of the... Eight. Five movies that I'm supposed to watch for him, which mm-hmm. one of them is American Graffiti, so that'll be fun. Oh. But the other yeah. four are just oh man, I can't. <laughs> like I don't know that I'll have anything to say other than this is really bad, and I just played games on my iPhone while I was watching it. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Have fun driving. I will. Good night. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to Minneapolis Sounds. See you next time.